Okay, so the word that I have for you today is about God's goodness. So um, the question I have for you is, how can you trust someone that you don't believe is good? Okay, so um, we might have grown up with different perspectives about God's goodness that, um, that actually portrays someone that's not good. So people uh, look at circumstances and then they say... Um, Oh, this is, must have been God's will. Or, you know, people have all of these different perspectives and they sort of throw it into like this category of this mysterious goodness that is not really good if, we, if we're really honest about it. But, um, but people categorize it like that. Now, um, one thing we need to know is as believers, we are not under the law, under, but we are under grace. Okay, so Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. So Jesus came, uh, we were in sin, we were not able to save ourselves, and, um, and Jesus came to save us. So sin came in, um, and because of what Adam did in the garden, eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and death came in through sin. So God didn't originally create uh, the world... Uh, like when he created Adam and Eve, he didn't make, he didn't create them sick. Okay, so he created everything. He said it is good, and yes, he did create um, Satan, the dominion of darkness, but uh, he commanded Adam to reign over it. Okay, so he said, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, so darkness was never meant for mankind. Sin was never meant for mankind, and um, and Adam was supposed to. Um, rule over anything in darkness so we can let God be God the word says he he created it and it actually takes away from um, from the position that people put the enemy in the enemy is not on God's level okay so um, he is a defeated foe Colossians um, 2 says that God disarmed all the powers and principalities that were arranged against us he made a bold display over them and it's referring there in the cross okay so so that is what happened on the cross so so um the moment adam and eve sinned god already prophesied a uh, a messiah that was to come so from the beginning god wanted to um, save mankind but the thing with this is um, for love to exist there needs to be free will okay so man um, needed to have the right to choose God or not, okay? Um, otherwise, they would just be like, they wouldn't have free will. And, uh, and then love wouldn't, there wouldn't be a love relationship. Okay, so God honors our free will. And so we need to realize that things that happen in the world um, isn't God's fault. I'm, I mean like negative things. It is... First of all, we can know people have free will. So if I go out here and I hurt someone, it wasn't God. I just made a decision to do it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So um, that doesn't mean it's God's will. It doesn't mean God's in control of everything. Okay, so God is sovereign, which means he, is, he owns everything. But he gave man authority to rule on earth. Okay, so he said, well, let me read Genesis 1 when he made man. He made man, 
Let me see if I can find the verse quickly. But God basically said to them that they need to um, subdue and rule and reign. Okay, so he says in verse 26, he says, let, and God, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So he says that, that they may rule. So he gave us rulership. He gave us um, rulership. So verse 27, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Okay, then verse 28 says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they shall be yours for uh, food. And then he goes on like that. So he made man, and he said, um, he said that he, um, he subdued. Yeah, he said to man, subdue. Okay, so let's read Genesis 1. It says here, uh, verse 3, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Okay, so you can see, see here that God said the light is good. He didn't say the darkness was good. Okay, he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Okay, so Genesis is also a, uh, a prophetic vision, just like, Gen uh, um, like Revelation was. So um, there are layers of Revelation in Genesis because it is, it is a spiritual vision that Moses received thousands of years later. And, and he wrote it down. So, um, so when we read this, we can, we can start to see it like that. So it says here, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. Okay, so you see that God created, uh, God spoke. He said, Let there be light, and there was light. He called the light good. Okay, so um, he... he the heart was the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the knowledge of good and evil. So um, they didn't have that knowledge. They had knowledge of God. And God is good. If you go to um, James 1, he says here that, let me just find James 1. I think it's after Hebrews. Yeah, it is. Okay. James 1, he says, in verse 13, he says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. Uh, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Okay, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it has, uh, is full grown, gives birth to death. Okay, so he says, says here, uh, if you're tempted, let no one say God is tempting me. So already you see that um, there is a dominion of darkness and there is a dominion of light. So, um, so God isn't tempting us with darkness. Um, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, so, but in the bigger schemes of things, it's still needed 
uh, to exist. God made it. That's that's what He said. And if you start realizing this, that that you can let God be God and entrust His word that says He is good. Okay, so He. Uh, instead of focusing on, on why is there darkness, focus on um, what did Jesus come to do to destroy the works of darkness. Okay, so God's original intent was never for man to have knowledge of good and evil, to have knowledge of that. But he, he, he warned them, he said, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So from the start, he didn't want them to participate in anything in darkness. Okay, and... Um, and so it's so important just to have that distinction. But knowing that the enemy is a created being means he's not on God's level. And knowing that Jesus completely conquered him means that he's under our feet if we are in Christ. If we have received Jesus and we are, are filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, because then you, it's not this constant, uh, the idea that people have, it's this fight against light and darkness and the darkness is... is for some just as strong as the light that's not true um that those people experience certain realities like that because of deception but if our minds are renewed that jesus completely conquered on the cross and we just have faith um we realize that anything in darkness is completely subdued by the spirit of god okay so through the flesh uh, it's a different story but but if we come not by the works of the law but through faith the enemy has no right to touch us. And as our minds are renewed to the truth of the gospel, everything else is subdued. Okay, so what darkness does is it brings distraction. So it brings, it tr tries to get your attention off of Jesus. But if our attention is on Jesus, the f so let's see it like this. What, what you have, what you have, uh, give your attention to, that is what have, has influence in your life. So if your attention is on Jesus, that is what has influence. And so the Spirit of God subdues everything else. But if your attention is on darkness, um, the physical thing, uh, sin, for example, but also um, the law, which brings a veil, which is darkness, um, both of those take your eyes off of Jesus. And so then there's this influence that you experience of, the, the, of darkness. But if you just turn to Jesus, um, those influences are subdued. So our whole life is about repenting, turning away from uh, what we experience around us to Jesus and receiving the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives instead of the influence what is around us. So what fear does is it puts your attention on those things. It makes you think that that thing has power over you. But the moment you, you behold perfect love, fear is driven out. And you realize that Jesus overcame and conquered. And if you can trust him enough to surrender to him, he subdues everything else in your life. But you can only trust someone and surrender to someone if you know they have your best interests at heart. Okay, so Jesus has your best interest at heart. He's not accusing you. He's not condemning you. If you believe, if you've received Jesus. If you haven't received Jesus, um, you're not born again. Um, you're still going to hell. Uh, and that's because of the fall of man, sin needed to be punished. But the amazing thing is Jesus paid for that on the cross. So we're not called to threaten people with hell, but it is true. People are going to hell without Jesus. And, and we need to have a healthy perspective about that. That, 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 is, that is the reality that most of the world is in. And that is why we need to preach the gospel to save people from it. Okay, but if you haven't received Jesus, you can just believe and receive the sacrifice it's like this um 
that you know God's John 3 says God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life okay now you see there God honors free will now it says in the next few verses that some people choose darkness instead of choosing him okay instead of choosing to receive the Savior and because of that that was their choice that is what they chose so they didn't choose Jesus um, they didn't hear well they might have heard but they rejected Jesus so that's why we need to um, preach the gospel so that people can get saved okay so it's it's simple it's like it's literally like saying yes it saves you from eternal damnation it gives you eternal life but that's not all there is yes God wants to give you eternal life he wants to give you heaven uh, have you not go to hell I mean that is such a big gift I know that's not supposed to be our focus like just saying oh let's just go to heaven but just realize that the that that already giving that to someone is maybe like the biggest gift you can give them because they receive the Holy Spirit. So um, so already that is is amazing. So don't downplay that. But we're not just called called for that. Um, as believers, we're called to experience heaven on earth. Uh, so so not just not just it's not just a selfish thing, but it is a life of love and intimacy that God is inviting us into. Okay, so um, just know that God is good, and uh, if you haven't received Jesus, you just say yes, you open your heart, I'm going to pray with you, and then you get born again, you have eternal life, and then God wants to work through you, He wants to um, be have a relationship with you, and He will start bearing His fruit in you, okay, but, uh, but He loves you, and He wants to have a relationship with you. Okay, so God is good. Um, he came, Jesus came to completely undo what Adam did by uh, participating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, uh, and he, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, so, and he said he conquered him on the cross. So the, what we need to conquer is to believe that Jesus conquered. As long as we, we, the moment we believe that Jesus overcame sin on the cross, sin loses its power over us. The moment we believe that Jesus overcame the enemy on the cross, it loses its power over us. Okay, so, so that is the thing. So it's a fight of faith. It's not a fight against the devil. It is a fight looking to Jesus. And from that place, then we can speak in authority and command something to leave if necessary. But it is not from hell below crying out to God. It is from seated with Christ in heavenly places that we have authority so i just want to pray with you just say jesus come into my life forgive all of my sins wash me clean with your blood make me to be born again in jesus name amen awesome so yeah i mean that's he fills you with the holy spirit he makes you new gives you new life um, just one last thing is, I think I said it at the start, I wanted to go to Deuteronomy 28. So um, that's where I started with, we're not under the law. So this was blessings and curses that were under the law. Okay, so, um, but it's a good example of how, um, what God considers to be a blessing and what God considers to be a curse. Okay, so we're not under this anymore. Jesus became the curse of the law on the cross so he was he became the curse the curse wasn't just the curses of the law it was the condition to be blessed too 
So he, could, he took the condition too, and now we're just blessed in him. We received an inheritance, okay? But when you look at this, you can just see um, what God considers good. And so that's what I want to uh, read. So let me just find Exodus. Let me find, oh, there's Deuteronomy 28. Okay, so um, so he says, if, if, he, if they commanded, the, uh, if they followed, if they obeyed the Lord and followed his commands, um, and then he, he says that was the condition and these were the blessings. So this is what God considered a blessing. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Um, the fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trowel will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. Okay, so the blessing of God means the enemy defeated. Okay, um, they will come at you. Uh, well, let's say they might come at you from one direction. Oh, they will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. Okay, the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people, as he has promised you on earth. And then they had the condition, if you keep the commands. Now realize we're not under the law, we're under grace. Okay, so now I'm not going to read the curses. But what is included in the curses is sickness. So sickness is a curse, not a blessing. Okay, but now we are not under the curse of the law anymore if we believe and receive Jesus. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit and we are blessed. Okay, so sickness and all of those things are in this world, but Jesus conquered it on the cross so that we never need to have it. So when we believe, we receive from faith what Jesus has given us on the cross, the forgiveness, the healing that he paid for on the cross, we are healed. But just to understand that there are a lot of curses and it lists sickness and suffering, all of that. So, um, so all of that Jesus took on the cross. So he took that curse. So what, what, what God considers a curse is sickness. So he's not making anybody sick to teach them. Okay? He paid for sickness on the cross. Everyone who came to Jesus... Um, while he was walking on earth, was healed. Okay, so, um, so that is the power of the gospel. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, so he's not working together with the devil in the New Testament at all. Okay, under the law, there were conditions and there were curses and all of these things. And, uh, and I don't know what the enemy's role was in that. But, um, but God isn't working together with the enemy. Jesus came to destroy any legal rights that the enemy ha has, the accuser has been cast out of heaven. So there is no one that's allowed to accuse you before God anymore. You belong to Jesus now and you are forgiven. So I hope this word blessed you. I just pray that God will reveal to you the triumph of Christ on the cross, how he overcame everything and that he is only good. And so I bless you with this word. In Jesus' name, have an amazing day.